organize even it. if we don't meet physically, if Mr. COVID still persists, <laughs> 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 we have, have served Mr. COVID yeah. an eviction notice. Yes, yes. 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 So yes. Go. 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 in Jesus' yes. name. Yes. 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 So we can be free. We can go yes. out. Can hello, hello, it. hello. Welcome back to Brown Sugar the Podcast where we have candid conversations about everything from careers to culture, race to relationships, identity and everything in between. Grab your tea, we'll bring the sugar. Hi guys, welcome back to Brown Sugar the Podcast. So we got some really great feedback about our question time episode, episode six, if you haven't already listened. So we have a special surprise for you guys today. We thought it'd be really fun to get the brown sugar parents involved and get as much free life advice from them as possible. Say hello, um, parents. I'm Bookie Coddle and I'm Hannah's mom. Um, I've got four <laughs> children, two boys and two girls in the middle. Mm-hmm. Hannah is my youngest daughter. Okay. And um and favorite daughter oh, and favorite oh, child, sorry. Yeah, that's always a competition. <laughs> Always. You know, yes, and then what else? Um, what do you think my biggest strengths are? Hannah's biggest strength. Wow. She's multitasked. I mm-hmm. think she's multifaceted. Very multifaceted. Yeah, she she can um, yeah, you know, she's on the podcast. She's um, working on her business. She's, um, <laughs> you know, different things. She, she mm. find a way to manage quite a lot of things, you know, and get it all done. You know, sometimes I have to, you know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she definitely she's very focused. And uh, when she set her heart on something, she 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 accomplished whatever that she she, she wants to <laughs> accomplish what she sets her heart on it which is quite interesting and good so i'm proud of her Aww, yeah. well done, thank you <laughs> wow that was very nice okay hello everyone i'm funola rochelle's mom um rochelle is my first i've got two girls and a boy and rochelle in three words gosh that's a big ask um she is um she's um talkative not necessarily a bad thing because i mean she does talk in um, and in the talking a lot of you know she does um come across as trying to she's always trying to prove something trying to teach something to somebody yeah so in the talking the talking is not all talk so and she's driven if she decides she's she's committed to a course if she she wants to get something done she would push and see that um it gets done so she is driven like that and thirdly she is um she's very she's generous thanks and kind yeah talkative driven and generous <laughs> thanks mom <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I'm I'm George George Ofori. I have four children. Uh, previously, I would have said most of them on different continents, but now I can't say that anymore uh, because three of them are in the UK now, and one is in Australia. Uh, they were born in Singapore, and they lived most of their lives in Singapore. So they come from a different culture altogether. And uh, so I don't know. Uh, they've only just recently realized that they actually are African. 
<laughs> yes, and and it's it, it's and it's very interesting. Okay, and so so Akosia is the third yeah. of the four. Okay, well well knowing Akosia as she is, and also considering the the kind of background she's had, the kind of education she's she's had, especially her last um, um you know degree in public health, I'm hoping that in future she'll be one of the leaders mm -hmm. of um, finding solutions to public epidemics, pandemics. These people come to me with all kinds of medical questions. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> the other day Hannah ate, ate uncooked chicken. I she almost, was like, I yeah. thought I was going to die. I, <laughs> I was like, Eki, help <laughs> me. Into part one which is about relationships. So this is probably one of the topics that we talk about the most on the podcast. And it's quite funny because it's not like we have that much experience, but <laughs> <laughs> for some reason we think we, <laughs> we can talk about this. Um, okay, so Auntie, what advice would you give to your younger self about relationships? To end up with your friend, the person that you are in a relationship with has to be a friend. And that's the bedrock for me for relationships because friendship, um, true friendship is actually, you know, it supersedes everything. You, you tend not to look at, if somebody is your friend, you tend to make a lot of excuses for them. You tend to, to, before they've even said sorry, you've forgiven them. You're you're very magnanimous towards your friend. You're not always nitpicking. You're not always seeing their faults. You're not always so for a friend for for somebody to be your friend, you and the true friend at that, you it goes a long way towards maintaining a healthy relationship. Um. Okay. Um. So my question is to you, Uncle George. Um. Why did you choose your partner? I'll, I'll summarize it. So it, it's a story that I'm, I'm not sure whether Kosia knows. Um, we, I, I, I had, uh, or maybe she does know. Okay, so, so, so uh, I had some family friends, uh, a cousin of my, my elder brother's wife okay, in, in London, and I'd gone to visit them. And, and I saw my future wife there. And it was, it was, <laughs> so it was, um, it was, it was interest and, um, and likeness. At, at first sight, and it's something that developed um, in a short in a short period. She was and and um, she was studying to be a nurse, Aww. and and we took to you know liking each other and so on. And and I think it it grew um, quite naturally, yeah, from from there. And and then um, I finished. I was at that time just finishing my PhD, so so I finished. I went back to Ghana for two years. We got married first before I went back to Ghana for two years, and she was still here in the UK. And and then I got a job in Singapore after two years, and we went to Singapore, and the rest is history, Aww. as we would say. And, and so, you know, I, I really like um, the, the first advice that was given, and I would actually give the same advice again. Mm. And and I would say um, always uh, recognizing and realizing that we are different people, even if we've been with each other for a very long time, mm. we would always be different. Mm. Okay, and therefore, uh, being able to forgive, being able to accept that um, you know people can have different opinions, and uh, being able mm. to recognize that these different opinions can actually be valid, even if you think 
uh, the other person is totally wrong mm -hmm. uh, and, and being able to therefore, you know, agree yeah. to move on yeah. uh, is, is very important. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and also, you know, if you recognize that, then you know that there's really no point in looking for the perfect match mm -hmm. uh, because it doesn't exist. And wow. so the idea is wow. to make sure that, uh, okay, and that they, so the idea is to be prepared also to put some work into the relationship. Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Snaps to that, Doctor Uncle Joe. Sorry, Doctor Uncle to you, Michelle. My question to you, Auntie Bookie, is how many times have you been in love? If you're anything like your daughter, every week, every like me, every day. <laughs> but then um really love love um hmm. yeah i've been in in two major kind of relationship and you know, i was married before and then i was divorced and i'm remarried now so i would say really truly apart from all the other kind of that that doesn't uh, infatuation yes <laughs> more yeah. than anything else so i would say really um Two, 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 two big, two, two plus falling in love with Jesus. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what we're waiting for you. Which is, which is the greatest, you know. So, you know, because falling in love with man, it comes in and you know, you can fall in, you can fall out sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, life happens, but you know, with that one. It is constant. It's constant. So, Amen. 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 Are you listening to your mom, Hannah? You can't be falling in love every day. <laughs> <laughs>
So as like they forced me to go to medical school and it's so instructive that um, I was there in medical school, but I'm not a doctor today. So but my mom's uh, what's it called the uh, jack uh, jack of all trades that's not that's not really complimentary no, I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say jack of all trades master of, of a few okay auntie bookie how would others have described you in school slash university wow that's a good question. But in my <laughs> younger, um, like in the early age, like in my primary school, they will have described me as dumb. Oh. Like literally, I wow. spent like nine years in primary school. I repeated like wow. two times. Mm. And um, I, 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 I never passed the common entrance, the, you know, the common entrance exam. Yeah. That I, I've actually cried several times and begged my parents mm. that, you know what, school is not for me. Mm. I can't pass. I don't know what to do anymore. So let me just do trade. Let me sell. I like selling stuff. But mm. I put anything together and I want to sell it. And my dad said, over his dead body. <laughs> <laughs> my mom said, never in this family. Everyone <laughs> have to be educated. Mm. And um, I was stalked, literally. I cried many nights. Mm. Um, it affected me in so many ways. But when God did that miracle for me, I recognized it was a miracle. Oh. I knew it was God. And as soon as I got to secondary school, the story of my life changed. Mm-hmm. And from the first year, I started being part of um, the first five students in the school, okay. first 10 students in the school. So from third, um, you know, the overall kind of thing they used to do those days, I would be like the fifth, the third. Uh, by wow. year two, I'll be first in the whole school. Wow. And I kept that right through my secondary school, okay. wow. right through to university. So when my friends is going to refer to me, they call me bookworm. Wow. Mm-hmm. From the, the dumbest person yeah. to, the, you know, the bookworm. Wow. wow. That was spent hours studying. I love parties. I do all that. I still will go to the library I do mm. my stuff I can spend the entire night studying mm. and the weekend comes let's party all the weekend if you follow <laughs> me you will fail because I have spent hours mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and up till this very moment that has been my story so it was two at mm. the beginning it was something different but then somehow God turned it around and up till today, even, you know, um, people yeah. that knew me when I was really young, they know that part of me, but they'll be like, wow, if God really can turn somebody around like that, hey, he can do anything. So that's, that's my story. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and for you, Uncle, Dr. Uncle George. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. George. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle, Dr. Uncle, <laughs> What yeah. do you think the greatest invention has been during your lifetime? But now, if you ask me, I would say the greatest invention has been the internet yeah. because, yeah. because of this particular situation that we have now, yeah. mm. actually allows things to happen as if nothing has really happened. Yeah. Uh, people are working from home and yeah. they're actually doing perhaps even more work from home than they, mm-hmm. they, they did before. Exactly. So it's been a, a huge, huge blessing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I, I would say the pastor should 
help us to thank God for this. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 it has really made Amen. it possible for life to actually go on. Yeah. Because otherwise we would all be hiding and, yeah. and um, nothing would be happening. It That's takes to actually true. come to a complete stop sure. and then only pick up again when we were able to go out So the next section is parenting. So this is like quite quite good for us to get an insight into how to be as good mothers one day. So auntie, auntie from the last. So with, um, yeah, so I'm going to ask you the first one. Um, what is one thing you would have done differently as a mom? I, I reckon that um, it takes two to parent. It's actually nicer when um, both are working together as a unit. As opposed to, because um, if that's not the case, when you find that's not the case, a lot of times um, uh, you're doing damage control. Because if the two are not, you know, working together as a unit, there's a lot of, so there's negatives that you're trying to counterbalance every time. So somebody's doing positivity and the other is negativity. And by the time you come back, you end up at zero. So it's actually encourage everybody to talk about their plans for parenting with whoever they're intending to parent with, whoever the partner is. I would, um, you need to be able to discuss what your values are. You need to be able to talk about, you know, how you intend to go forward, you know, how you intend to resolve, you know, how you intend to make decisions, how you intend to resolve, you know, problems and issues and stuff like that. I would, um, encourage people to just actually have, you know, you know, actually long conversations about what, you know, what are your, what are your values about parenting? You know, everybody's coming from different, like, you know, Dr. Uncle George said, okay, I'm going to get me confused now. Good doctor, Dr. Uncle George. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, you know, like, um, it's totally different backgrounds. It's very, very unlikely that you end up with somebody that you've, you know, you're not going to end up, even siblings that have come from the same house, they, they react differently to situations, let alone somebody who's come from, you know, a completely different background. So that's a given that there would be disagreements, that there will be, you know, different points of view about stuff. So you have to be able to discuss at length what you intend to do about stuff. What are the values that you have? What are the stuff that you're bringing from your background that are positives that you can add and add on? Uncle George, in what ways do you think Aki is like you yeah. and not like you? Okay. Well, in, in, in Ghana, we have a tradition that we name children after relatives. Mm. Okay. Um, I think it may be the same in Nigeria. I'm not sure. But um, we name children after relatives. I could say it's named after my grandmother. Mm. My, my grandmother on my mother's side. And um, I want her to be like my grandmother. <laughs> why, 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 why is that so? It's because my grandmother was um, uh, she's she's my role, role model, and even until today, Aww. I I was very close to her. Um, actually, I would say, um, actually, I, I felt closer to her than my mother. Why, why why is that? It was because um, well, I'm I'm saying something that I could say I didn't know. Uh, when I was born, my the, the the brother that I come immediately after was quite ill, and so mm -hmm. he was always with my, my mother um, yeah and so there wasn't like much time oh. you know <laughs> that my mother would have for me mm -hmm. so i would actually mm -hmm. walk and go to my grandmother's house mm -hmm. 
and there was always something. There was always food on the table. There was always something that she had. Um, for me, because she, I think she also felt a little bit closer to me than maybe the others, because mm. I was coming um, and Thank perhaps looking really. a little bit pride mm. <laughs> from the mother, from the mother, <laughs> the, the mother <laughs> lover, so yes. So, so that relationship is there. So Akosia um, named after my grandmother, and my grandmother, I always, I think this is something I've also told her, she was a one, one person non-governmental organization. Why? Because <laughs> even in those days, she adopted a village. A village not close to where we live, a village very, very far away, many, maybe 200 miles away. And she would go there every year and spend three months in the village, wow. educating the people in the village to, you know, um, to value uh, sending their children to school and things like that. Wow. That's amazing. As to why she, she chose that village, I don't know. But um, because of that, she also brought some people from there, adopted them into our family, and so on and so on. Wow. So um, it's, it was a very, very positive. Uh, experience that I had with her, very caring, but also very determined, and um, always uh, recognizing that we, you know, we all belong to the same society, and therefore, um, it's like giving everybody the opportunity and the chance. So I would always ask her for money, and she knows that when I'm asking for money, it to be the, the smallest coin. Um, <laughs> so in those days, it 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 was it was a penny, <laughs> uh, because in those days the penny could buy. Buy, buy yeah. things. Wow. <laughs> Soon after that, it became became three pence, yeah. uh, and so on. But but then she she I mean she and I we were very close. Yeah. No oh, question. Okay, Auntie Bucky, is there anything that you regret not having asked your parents? Hmm. My parents. <laughs> oh wow. Ah. No, I'm not sure. When I was growing, when I was growing up during the days that I have my problem educationally, I used to ask them if they were my parents. <laughs> because they just used to beat me because I failed in school. And I'm trying to tell you, I don't want to go to school. You will listen. So are you guys sure? Are you going to pick me up from somewhere? You know, yeah. So I think I've asked them enough questions. <laughs> Oh my god. My brother, when I was challenging my parents, so my brother would say, I'm sure they pick you up from self. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> everybody is, you know, read, know, you know, but it's only you. So that must be that must be an <laughs> And I would go to them, my dad would say, if you don't move from my if I did <laughs> <laughs> So I think I did ask them quite 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 a lot of questions. And my dad passed about 20 six years ago i i guess mm -hmm. i have a question i felt always feel like i wish he lived longer mm -hmm. um, because he had some concerns about me being able to get to he want me to do phd he want me to be a professor i'm not yet a professor uh so yet. he had yet, yet. Well, maybe i don't know yeah we <laughs> yeah, i don't know yeah. so um, then it'll be dr pastor, dr. pastor, pastor <laughs> <laughs> so i'll be following I, I, closely I don't wish that he, <laughs> to at least see how far i've gone with my education mm. because he felt like once once i get married and all that i'm gonna stop all that which i didn't even though i haven't got 
PhD yet, but I've tried, you know, I've, I've got masters. two master's degree, you know, mm. and all that. And I'm really, I thank God for how far it's brought me. So I guess in terms of my dad, it's not even a question of a question that I will have asked him. It's more of really hoping that he was, he, he was there mm. to see how far, I, you know, I've gone. Yeah. All the fears he had way back then in the 80s. That you see, I, I'm, I was capable of literally mm-hmm. taking care of myself, you know, being the <laughs> wife and the mom and this and all that, just Aww. to see, you know. But other than that, really, I bet he would be yeah. very proud Me of you. Me and my mom, who are very <laughs> close, she just passed last day, and I don't yeah, think that there is yeah. anything I would have wanted to ask. Her no, really. she, yeah. she talked, we, she yeah, she talked a lot. <laughs> she, she can sit all night telling you stories <laughs> upon stories. My, like, my, when I think of grandma, I just think of her, the scene of her just on the couch, on the phone to every, like literally for hours on the phone to everyone. everyone. Yeah. yeah. And she's free. She asks me questions, name it. I lecture both of them and I can earlier early hours of <laughs> she was you telling know. us how to how to get a how to get a man <laughs> how, to, how to carry themselves so that no man will mess around with them yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just well, pretend like they're not interested you know play tough you know play hard you know so that I, the man can chase after them instead my mom was that. the original hot girl she was saying that we had to play hard to get that we had to do all of this don't, like, don't, Bobby, don't please. let them think that you are after you know which is true, you know. <laughs> is that not true, uh, Uncle Judge? <laughs> is that not true? <laughs> so I, let I, you work for it. Let you, you know, work yeah, for yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's very true, yeah. Exactly. See, now you get him from the man perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yes. to ask you all the parents if you have any questions that you'd like to ask us there's something i want to say um i want to say to the three to the three of you and also you know to to the to the two um other parents um and that's that's um it's a role modeling uh story that i want to share okay okay um I, i went to singapore a very very long time ago in 1983 all right, and um, I was the first African to be employed by the National University of Singapore. Some of them, and I, I want my my three daughters here to re- recognize that um, you know there's quite a lot that we can do if we actually set our minds to it. Mm-hmm. Sure, definitely. Oh, thank you so much, Uncle George, for that. That's actually really really inspiring, to be honest. It is. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, Auntie Bookie, um, Mom, do you have any? Do you have any questions or stories that you'd like to share? Anything you want to ask us or? No. Okay, if you guys going to get well, you will get married. Not mm-hmm. if you going to get married. Amen. Amen. <laughs> 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 and have children. How many children would you love to have? Uh, One, two, five. Two, I came <laughs> <laughs> up with five straight up. That's interesting. Wow. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I think because I, I, I quite like having a big family and also I, after a certain age, my kids can just look after the younger ones. So I can just go on loads of careers. <laughs> I remember about that free childcare with Ruben. Cause I- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mary had a...
or to be honest, my older sister literally, like I, I imagine her entire childhood was just babysitting me and mm-hmm. Ruben and she used to hate <laughs> me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would want to have the same, like I don't want to have two boys and two girls like mm-hmm. like we currently do. Okay. I think I'd also like, well, I'm one of four at the moment, but I'm one, I'm one of three girls and we've only got one younger brother. So I think he would have liked to have another boy. So I would, yeah. obviously you'd, an, a healthy baby is the most important, but I think in terms of having that support, it's good to have a mix of, of genders. But I will say, I'm not sure. So with my family, there's quite a big age gap between us. Yeah. Kind of similar to you, Hannah. Yeah, with Ruben and... Um, um... Thank yeah, but it's yeah. funny because I was speaking about Mary, like having to babysit you guys. It actually really changed me and my, particularly my second oldest sister, Emma. Mm-hmm. It kind of like our relationship was very much like she'd like come home from school and yell at us like, have you done your homework? <laughs> <laughs> we weren't really friends when we were younger and we actually really didn't get along for that reason. Mm-hmm. And we only really forged like a friendship, like a real sisterly, the positive side of sisterly relationship when I was old enough to take care of myself and she didn't have to ask those questions, yeah. you know, bother me about it, have you done your homework, X, Y, Z. Mm. So I think that's something I'd probably bear in mind in terms of, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's obviously great in terms of teaching them responsibility for, te- for taking care of their younger siblings. But I think it's mm. important that you do have that dynamic switch because for yeah. a while, we didn't like each other, but now that's we're so like best funny. friends. Yeah. So, yeah that, Mira and I are best friends now. I think yeah. we have a similar, similar vibe. <laughs> Uh, Mom, do you have any, yeah. any questions? It's funny because actually this question I've always wanted to ask and everybody was talking about relationship with siblings and stuff. I wanted to ask you guys that, okay, I know you three have managed to carve out a great relationship. Yes? With each other? Yes. Mm. One another and it's working. Sometimes. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what relationships do. Yes. It's yeah. nice that you, you know, Rochelle said the other day about how you sat down and you talked through your, mm-hmm. the differences and, and it's brilliant mm. that, yes, communication is key. You have to be able to, but I wanted to ask you that, okay, this is working. Mm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to keep this going, and it's been going on for from Durham all the way yeah. through, you know, post Durham yeah. and stuff like that. And it's a brilliant thing to see. And mm. you know, us parents were grateful to God for that because there's nothing like having, you know, sisterhood. Yeah. It keeps you going. Aww. Sisterhood is is tight. Is is God? Only God could have made that happen. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to say that. I wanted to say, how do you relate to your siblings? Do you take that? Because there's a lot that you, 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 you bring onto this brown sugar relationship. Mm-hmm. How do you take that into your relationship? So I would say, so I, I know you kind of <laughs> mentioned it. We, I think very recently this, this year we had, so we had a fight. <laughs> this is an exclusive. This is an exclusive. So it wasn't even like, well, yeah, it was probably our, not our biggest argument, but we had an argument Yeah. and it was so interesting because if we were at university or if it was like three years ago, if it was like two years ago, I think it would have just been, we would have all handled it so differently. It would have been yeah. like, no, you did this. No, you did this. You said that. I said that, blah, blah, blah. But then it was like probably the most mature way I have ever, I like we have all ever it. handled any sort of disagreement where mm. it was like, this is how I feel. And this is why I feel that way. Mm. You're like, oh, I didn't realize, I didn't intend to make you feel that way. Mm. And this is actually why I did that because I felt like, because Rochelle had felt something from something I had previously done that I hadn't even realized I had done to her. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And then we, 
took it a step further by like actually discussing like because there's not many people in life that can give you really like honest feedback about yourself and your character and I don't know I don't want to be at work speaking in a way that's normal to me but I don't realize that my colleagues find that I'm too blunt or that I'm this or that and there's not many people who actually give you that feedback of like oh well you might not mean to do this but sometimes you come across as this way or sometimes you don't you're not aware of this like attribute of yourself um and so we had a session after that where we were like oh actually like (laughs) <laughs> sometimes you do do this and it's a bit like and, it, and I know you don't mean to do that but as your friend I would like you to know you do that so you can yep. work on it mm. um and I think that probably was and we have like we all say this like um us three after that argument we have never been so like oh my nice gosh. to each other yeah <laughs> the whole and week like, after still, it felt like we were like a best friend like had just become best friends we would text again, each other and they're yeah, like how are you yeah. doing how's your day i miss you so how much like Sunday? it just yeah i think yeah, it was yeah. the most... and we still do it it was how many like yeah. months ago that argument was and now like yeah. i don't think we ever like will just like bicker and act like bickering does it mean anything because yeah. i think before we might like we might let each other get annoyed and not say anything and let it slide but like mm-hmm. i think now we're always very like oh i didn't mean it that way if you're into, like you know what i mean like i think we're yeah. very like aware and cognizant of how we're making each other feel because we know yeah. that it's yeah. important to us mm-hmm. um and Ooh, i think that's sorry. something that i definitely and i don't know in terms of like my sibling relationships but like in terms of all of my relationships i think that's probably been one of the biggest lessons i've learned from our sort of relationship with each other is like Mm. is just how important it is to be able to to argue properly and i think (laughs) like everyone learns about how to kind of do stuff that's like really nice but like you also like arguing and like disagreeing is a part of any sort of relationship and it's so Mm -hmm. important to know how to like affect i would would definitely agree with what anna said and what you said mom because I think one thing that I realized as well from that um, argument was that we all have very different communication styles. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that anyone is right. For, so, for example, Aki and I, we don't really work well over text because we just text in very <laughs> different ways. I'll send a paragraph very over the top. Aki will just be to the point mm. and blunt. And mm. Not blunt, but just to the point, direct. And if every time I read that as oh, Aki, Aki has a problem. There's there's mm-hmm. some issue. And yeah. she read it as, why is Rochelle talking so much? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But we are always able to recognize, okay, something's off. So I'll just call her Aki. Like, we're good, right? And we're able mm. to recognize that we have very different communication styles. Same, same with me and Hannah. Mm-hmm. Hannah and I, because we both, I think we communicate in very similar ways. Similar ways the yeah. minute that one of us is off, if Hannah texts me a KK, I know something. That means I hate you. That means I'm angry. <laughs> Whereas Aki will text me KK, and that will, she yeah. can, I could be her favorite person in the world. So just <laughs> it's so important to know that, that yeah. your communication style yeah. isn't other people's. Yeah. Acknowledging that. <laughs> But yeah, I, can do, do I think yeah, it's it's definitely in terms of being so close to because we are like sisters, right? Mm-hmm. But we're sisters that we've chosen as opposed yeah. to being siblings. Yeah. So I think that kind of brings when it comes when it comes to the differences in our personalities. I think that is a real. It's a choice to be friends with someone and maintain a friendship and put the effort in and and consider other people's feelings again and again even if we fall out even if 
you know, we don't see eye to eye all the time, I think, but has made me look at my own siblings and, you know, because perhaps that's not a relationship that I opt into, but in terms of, I think from this process and this podcast and how open I am with the two of you, I've become a lot more open with my siblings as well. I don't know if this is a result of that or if it's just a simultaneous occurrence, but Mm -hmm. I find that my me and my three siblings have a lot of open and frank conversations more so now than ever before. Mm. Um, and for example, so me and Amma, who's my second oldest sister, we were having a conversation the, the other day about how, so, cause I'm the third and she's the second and we have that nine year age gap, but she was telling me things for the first time that she'd never spoken about before in terms of like, I knew from my perspective, I felt like, oh, she was always nagging me, whatever but she was telling me things about how it felt to be ultimately, you know, when my parents, because both my parents worked, it was kind of on her to, when she gets home from school, make sure that we are in order. And it's almost quite a big role, big shoes to fill. And Mm. she would speak about how that made her feel. Mm. And I think that's something that I never really tapped into growing up. Cause I was like, she's mean, she's so mean. (laughs) You know, it's so easy to just be like, she's nasty, but it, it thinking about the other person's perspective and how whatever you're doing mostly unintentionally can affect them and affect their relationship, like their position in the family is, it's really important mm. as well. Mm. So I think, yeah, I think. The re- wow. <laughs> that is- I would also <laughs> add that <laughs> since doing the podcast, <laughs> I think I've been more, I talk to my mom about my dating life all the time. Cause I'm like, well, she might hear it on the pod. So I'm always like, but I don't know what to do because he said this and then I didn't even say that. <laughs> and she's like, Anna, leave the boy alone. <laughs> Let him chase you. <laughs> this has been amazing. I'm really happy that all three of you, well, hopefully we'll be able to do this in real life. In real soon. life, I know. Yeah. But yes. we're going to just wrap it up. And each, each episode, we basically finish with top three takeaways. But we want you guys to give us just the top three takeaways. So I'm going to ask each sentence. one of you, one by one, one sentence. After this whole episode, what's one thing that you really want our listeners and us to know? Like I'm a gonna, lesson. Okay. Just one, one lesson. <laughs> <laughs> one from me. One from you. And then we'll do one Ranty Bookie, one from Uncle uh, George. Okay. All right. One. Just one sentence. <laughs> how many, Michelle? How many? How many was that? One. <laughs> All right, I, I've got it. I think it's a precept that I, I, I'm trying to use a lot more, that if you had a choice between being right and being kind, choose... That's amazing. Drops mic. Yeah. Drops mics. Mic to mic. One piece of advice. First one. No, no, sorry. The only one. Yeah, exactly. Only yeah. one. Yeah, 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 the yeah, first okay. and the last yeah. Uncle <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, so, so then, um, I'll, I'll tell the story behind this advice later on. Okay. But, but the question is a, it's a question. It's actually a question that you should always be asking yourself. Okay. What does this mean to the very poor child? in the village in town. Okay. Now, my, my background is, um, is in construction. 
so in my PhD and also um, in my research, what I do is to see how the work that I do can enable governments in developing countries to take action to improve the performance of their construction industries so that uh, you know, they can make a difference. They can actually build better. They can make better roads. They can, they, they can bring if you like, um, a change in the lives of people in, in the villages because they have access. They have, they're able to take their goods to the markets and so on and so forth. Okay, so I'd gone to Tanzania to attend a conference. Um, it was a conference at a town called Tanga. Tanga is a very old city, actually planned and developed by Germans. And so it's very, very, very well planned. It's just about um, an hour and a half from, from Dar es Salaam, not very far. We went by road. Now on the way back uh, in the car, uh, we saw by the roadside a child on, on a stretcher, um, uh, a temporary, well, an improvised stretcher. And you could see that the child was ill, but the car was full. And so we couldn't give the child a lift to Dar es Salaam because the child needed to be, I'm sure, needed to be taken to to a clinic or a hospital or a health center nearby. So the, 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 the people of the village had actually surrounded the child and we could see the child needed to be transported. We couldn't transport the child. I went and the following day I left, went back to Singapore. And since then I was wondering what happened to that child. Okay. And so since then, um, on every slide that I would have to either give a lecture at a conference or give, give, present a, make a presentation at a conference or give a lecture to uh, people at a university that, that I don't. I wouldn't use it in my own university, mm. but anywhere that I was a, if like a guest speaker, I would have a photo of a child. The child is a very interesting photo. I'll show to Akusia later on. It's, it's a photo of a child, like piece of people like that child. Mm. And so then I said, whatever I'm doing at any time, the question I would ask myself is, what difference is what I'm doing make, now make to that child. Wow. And, and so, so this is um, something that I also want you to think about in future. Wow. What difference are you bringing to society by mm. doing what you're doing? Mm. Yeah, one, one life lesson is, I, I guess it will come from the story of my life. I have a lot of stories, but just the one I shared with you about the education. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter how things look, you know, there is always, you know, th there is always um, a better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, even when everybody, you know, completely look at you like you are, you are nobody or you cannot do something. Mm -hmm. Remember, you can do all things mm -hmm. through Christ who, who loves you, who strengthens mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what your story is today. That story is bound to change. It can yeah. change. It can I mean, change. Yeah, so look towards the future positively. Mm. Don't allow the circumstances. I always say you have the glass here that is contacting it. There are things nothing, around. Nothing. These are temporary. All of it can change. Wow. What is in here, it's you. It's quality. Mm. It's Aww. talent. It's greatness. And you can get to anywhere. Anywhere that God, because God has all that in his hand. Yeah. So yeah. Um, wow. don't, don't let anybody tell you you cannot because you can do all things. You can be who God says you, 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 you will be. So if you have the choice between being right and being kind, choose kindness. We have, what does that mean to the poor boy in child in Tanzania? Yes. And then we had 
see your situation is able to change and there's there's nothing that you cannot do so some really really amazing takeaways from the brown sugar parents amazing thank you so much for listening to brown sugar the podcast you can find us on brown sugar pod at instagram or you can email us at brownsugarpod18 at gmail.com if you like the episode if you you didn't like it let us know give us feedback but um yeah thank you so much parents would you like to say bye to our well, followers <laughs> bye bye everybody bye, bye. 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 Brown, who? brown sugar bye. brown who brown sugar <laughs> <laughs>